The dead dive. What, Captain Hollister? Everybody's dead dive. What, Todd Hunter? What, Selby? Not Chen. He's dead dive. Everybody is dead. Everybody is dead dive. Hello, welcome to Everybody is Dead Dave, the Red Dwarf Review podcast. We're back for another episode. It's time to pass judgment. <laughs> we are doing justice. We're going yes. to do justice to this episode. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> this is, of course, the podcast where we're working our way through every single episode of Red Dwarf in order. Uh, myself mm-hmm. and Adam here. That's me. Hello. We're making our way, aren't we? We're doing all right. Four, four series in. Halfway We're almost halfway four. through the original run, if you want to call it that, man. original era. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's fans believe that's series one to eight, isn't it? The what the original run. Yeah, and no, even it, that yeah. could be broken up into other eras, I suppose, smaller eras. But that's the kind of like before before Red Dwarf's own wilderness years of 10 years of not having an episode, <laughs> yeah. basically. Is it basically series one to eight is, is when it was made by the BBC and then everything after was made by Dave. Is that correct? or Kind of. I think Back to Earth was a co-production between BBC and I believe ITV. Oh, and, OK. And Dave might have had some involvement in it, possibly. And then from series 10 onwards, it was all Dave. Uh, OK. <laughs> Ironic. All Dave. On everybody's dead days. <laughs> uh, do us some justice as well, if you may, mm. and hit that like button. Please and do. subscribe to this YouTube channel. If you're watching mm-hmm. on YouTube, you might not be. You might be more traditional podcast listeners, in which case follow us, whatever your podcast platform. But, you know, get the like yeah. button in there. Yeah, much come appreciated. join in. Come join in. So we're talking about justice today. Series uh, four, are we on? Yes, four, yes. episode <laughs> five. One, yeah. I forgot. Episode three. Episode, episode three. three. I'm, yeah. I'm losing count. Um, <laughs> it's hard. I have to write it in my notes, like otherwise I will forget. So I've got series four, episode three. I should right really be that organised, shouldn't I? Uh, I am not, especially when I'm in. Um, it's my turn to introduce. Uh, so in this episode, the Red Dwarf crew find a transport pod that is uh, defrosting somebody. Something. It's, it's a stasis capsule. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they're not entirely sure who's in it it could yeah. be a prison guard it could be a prison inmate so they decide yes. to head to justice world uh where there will presumably be facilities where they can uh deposit this person and be yes, in a safe and secure manner mm-hmm. yes. but when they get there things uh, don't necessarily go as they thought it would uh, yeah, what did you what did you think going into this episode? What did you think based on the title and, and had you read the synopsis? Did you did you have any uh, sort of preconceptions? I hadn't read the synopsis. Uh, I I don't tend to. I like to come into these like as fresh as possible, just because I feel that's the best. I just think it's the best way first time around. Um, but yeah, justice. I thought I I didn't really know what you know because it's it could mean anything really in the context of Red Dwarf. Um, the Justice World, you know, great original title there. Well well done, guys. Well done. Um, and just for people listening, at the time of recording this, this was the first episode I watched on the lovely Blu-ray format, uh, because, uh, yeah, Red Dwarf is sadly no longer on Netflix in the UK. Um, so Phil took to BritBox, and I'm I'm very old-fashioned, and I was like, I must own this on 
physical media. So I bought uh, Series 1 to 8 on Blu-ray. So yeah. One was... thing we haven't checked is if the BritBox versions are the same versions ah, as are on the Blu-ray. So if anybody knows, do let us yeah. know in the comments. Well, who knows? Uh, we you might, might be say watching something... completely different versions of it because there are remasters and, and all sorts of things where I think yeah. slight tweaks and... and things happened well if it's any help for you mega red dwarf fans i'm i know the blu-ray is the 2018 blu-ray set i think it's the first the first time it said it's been released on blu-ray that's what it said on the box so quite recent um but yeah it looks great looks great in um hd or the remaster you know whatever it is it's great um doesn't make the fonts of the title of the closing credits any better but i'm not gonna harp on about that too much because <laughs> you've all heard that before because you i can't You've done it every episode this season. I can't, Phil. It's not good. It's not good. Um, (laughs) So we start off the episode, and Lister's a bit poorly. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) A little bit poorly. Space Uh, mumps. (laughs) Yeah. What an unfortunate illness to get. Because his head is like, uh, just like enlarged. It looks like, I don't know if you... I can't remember what's, what's the name of the villain. There's a there's a comic book villain that looks a bit like this with like an and like his brain has grown too big for his skull. Oh, I've I, I've got a vague image, but I couldn't tell you what. I, I should yeah. know this, but I, I've completely gone blank on the name. Yeah, of the comic I thought the book prosthetics villain. were great though. On they the, were. On they were really head. good. Yeah. No, yeah, they were really good. And what I really liked is the fact that Crichton, when he comes in, is sort of acting as doctor, nurse, and he's got a. He's got a little red cross yeah, in, his, in, his... in his little tummy view screen thing that he has. Yeah. Nice little yeah. touch. It reminded me of like a carry on film, but in space. So <laughs> that, you know, that sort of, that sort yeah. of, uh, for anyone who's ever seen a carry on. Um, yeah. Space Mumps was, a uh, was interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't, we'll get to, it, I guess, but of course it doesn't stick around for the whole episode. Um, no, it's there for a sort of few little gags, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, I may as well just say this now since we're on it. I when I liked it initially, you know, like when we first saw it, you know, so the prosthetics are good. It's quite funny. But the fact that when it, when it does end, you know, it has the, the his head burst essentially and it's the you know, there's gunk and goo everywhere. Whilst it, I just sort of thought, oh, so it was just more of like a, a throwaway thing. You know, because when I saw it, because Red Dwarf has a tendency so far, at least, you know, things that are in like the first scene or the start of the episode often are like a big part of the episode. Mm. And this one really isn't. It's just sort of there for five minutes and then it's no longer a thing. You know, we haven't we haven't seen him get it. We don't you know, it's just implied and all that. Do you know what I mean? As like it was it was funny. But but I I kind of liked that because we weren't kind of starting off. It kind of felt like we were starting off and we got a feeling that, you know, other stuff goes on while we're not watching. And, you know, the the lives of these characters carry on while we're not observing them. I kind of like that because it wasn't anything. I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything particularly major because it just sounds like he he got a bug and he's been a bit ill and had a big head for three weeks. I don't feel like I've missed out on anything. But I do like the sense that some other stuff's been going on. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. I, I think, I don't know then, just for me, I guess either, I guess I maybe would have liked it more if it was like all like seen and wrapped up in the first scene or if it had maybe played or if it was more of a feature of the episode. Um, I don't know. There was just, 
there was just some, I just, the feeling I got when it just sort of ended, it wasn't disappointment. I was like, oh, that's a shame. Do you know what I mean? I felt maybe they could have made more of a thing of it in the episode, but yeah, that was just, that was just a gut reaction anyway. I was like, oh, that's a shame. But yeah, yeah. I don't know about you. We, uh, when we did our review, what episode was it? It was the episode we reviewed with Billy. Um, I can't remember which. Oh, was that the body swap? The body swap one. That's it. Yeah. Um, And I remember us saying one of the things we we all noticed in that one was that the energy levels of the characters were were a bit were a bit less than they usually are, and there was a very good reason for that, and that was because due to technical things of what they were trying to achieve with the episode and and having the voices come out of the wrong body. Yeah. They they had hadn't recorded it in front of a studio audience. I kind of got a bit of the same feeling of low energy in this episode, especially at the very beginning in the the sort of first half of the episode. And up until we got to the sort of court scenes later on where it definitely picked up. But these early episodes, it felt this early bit of the episode, it felt a bit low energy. And I'm not sure why, because there aren't there's nothing there that felt like, oh, there's an obvious technical reason why they weren't recording in front of an audience or something. So yeah. I, was that just me or did you, no, is that something you picked I, I, up on? I think I felt the same. I, I didn't write low energy, but I think I'd agree. What I wrote was for like the first chunk of the episode, I've written down that the joke, the jokes and the gags weren't really getting me this mm. time. There wasn't that same, you know, with a lot of the Red Dwarf jokes, The as, you, as we've said before, the energy is a big part of what make them funny. The fact that the cast are so committed to telling these gags. And I don't know, there was just some of them at the first part. I just, I wasn't laughing, you know, I just was A like, lot eh. of those jokes are the, in that first half before they go to Justice World were sort of focused on the fact that there might be a woman in this pod that has yes. come. Fun. Yeah. And so there seemed to be a lot of like, you know, it's the Red Dwarf, it's the boys from the Dwarf being a bit deprived of female attention and yeah. they were all kind of making comments about hoping it's a woman and who's going to get a date and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, But I think after, after, I'd agree with you about the energy and that's probably what I was trying to articulate about the jokes not working. Yeah, it just seems a bit less, it just seems a bit lower. Even the characters we've said before really, like even, you know, like Rimmer, for example, feels a bit more mellow if that in terms of like energy this time around and even Crichton to some extent especially after you know like the last story when we were praising like Robert Llewellyn and how well in and out of the makeup you know his expressions and his uh, what he can do with his body and his face wasn't really there this time around um which and I know it's not a Crichton story this time around but you know you'd think he'd keep that same sort of energy when Crichton is on screen because he's still in it quite a lot and yeah it just wasn't it just wasn't there this time. So it's, yeah, I'd probably agree with you. Just a bit low. It feels lower energy, which is a shame. Yeah, but, what... but I do think it's mostly contained to the first half. Once we get into the, the yeah. court scenes and like Crichton in those court scenes, when he's talking about Rimmer and basically insulting him to make his case, why we'll get to it. But the, that bit later on, he does have a bit of, I think, a bit of that energy uh, that we saw last week. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it one... just seems this first half of the episode. Yeah, but one thing that is good about the first half of the episode, though, and it does lean into the trial scenes later, but um, I love how Crichton is gaining more of like, uh, not a personality, but in the sense of, uh, you know how like when we first saw him, he obviously had a personality, but like, you know, he, could, he couldn't lie. He was riddled by guilt and stuff. And obviously that's been addressed in previous episodes of this series. And we're starting to see the aftermath of that. 
you know, it's not just been like, a, oh, we've done it now. We're just going to sort of forget we did it. It It is built. And there's even a line later on uh, where he's like, oh, I'm getting the hang of this lie mode. You know, it, it building upon what, what we've had. So I think in the first half as well, even though the jokes don't land, I was just glad to see that Crichton is still, his development is still remembered, if that makes sense. Because I think sometimes in any sort of show, sometimes the writers or, you know, they, they just sometimes forget that these characters have changed and evolved. But yeah, it's nice to see that they didn't do that with Crichton. I want to know why the pod is in their quarters. Like, yeah, like, like how did it, who brought it there? Yeah, like, like we, you know, we've brought on this potentially dangerous pod. You know, let's, where are we going to put it? Are we Are going to put it in the medical bay? Are we going to put it in, in, in a cargo bay? Are we going to put it in a brig? No, let's yeah. just put it in our quarters. I guess I don't know. Maybe they were jumping to the oh, it might be female. Let's get yeah. you know. Let's I think, get them as it, close to our quarters as possible. Wasn't it cat? I think cat says something at the big or someone says about cat at the beginning. It's Crichton uh, saying like, oh, cat's been like talking about that pod for the past few hours or whatever. So maybe cat brought it again. Maybe presuming it's a woman, thinking it's he's, not you know, even cat's have... quarters though. Well, where does Cat sleep, though? I don't know. This hasn't been... It ha- we haven't, like, seen a room. He just appears. Like, he always just yeah. appears. So. We, I don't think we ever see where Cat sleeps. He just... We only ever see Rimmer and Lister's This will be one of the great uh, Red Dwarf mysteries. <laughs> where does Cat sleep? Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably, you know... Where do cats sleep? They sleep in the most inappropriate places you could possibly think they do of. probably they sleeps do. on top of a console somewhere on the important <laughs> buttons that need to be pressed most likely most likely he does his usual he gets in his usual um catisms in this episode as well you know his vainness and stuff i think he has a when he when he's talking when he's having the back and forth with lister about who you know who's who the potential woman in this pod might want to go on a date with you know, he has some lines about, like, I've seen mirrors, I have eyes. Let's face it, buddy, I have a body that makes men wet. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, <laughs> yeah, quite the provocative line, you know, not one I'd just, you know, who's a, uh, fair enough. No, that's just cat. It's cat being cat, though, isn't it? So full of himself and very confident. And I must admit, I did like his outfits in this one. I, I, I like my flamboyant outfits myself. But I, I, I don't know, I quite enjoyed this one. A lot of them, I'm like, oh, mate, I wouldn't wear that. But I don't know. This one, I was like, yeah, I I dig that. That's cool. On the way to the, so they get they go into Starbuck, head off towards this um, this prison colony, nicely, conveniently close by. Yeah, <laughs> given oh, that of, they're three million always. years into deep space, but you know, it's it's within Starbuck hopping distance. Uh, and uh, and while they're on their way, we get a, a bit of gross-out humour with the with uh, Lister's head popping and all the yeah. the pus, which was very gross, like very ending up grim. on cat, just all over his face. So grim. <laughs> I'd probably very react grim. the same way to me. I can hack my fair share of like stuff like that, but I don't know. That was the way it looked and like the the, the amount of it and the consistent. Yeah, I was like, that's grim. That's that's very grim. So. And and amazingly, no blemishes on. Lister's head at all. It just, you know, oh, clean, no. clean, clean off. Back. His hair's still there. It's all back to normal. It's fine. Just got a bit of mucus on him and pus. The magic of uh, space mumps, you see. Once you pop it, that's it. It's all it's all normal from there. Uh, so we get to Justice World and it's very ominous, isn't it? It's all very booming yeah. voiceover microphones and it's an AI run thing. There's no no oh. humans or any And on that AI, there. though, why, why does all the AI in Red Dwarf come through Holly? 
I don't know. Yeah, because we we mentioned this last week, it. didn't we? With the computer. Um, yeah. It just seems every other AI that needs a visual representation just has to come through Holly. So yeah, yeah. Who knows? It's a bit strange. Like she's been taken over. I Talking of Holly, we didn't really get much from Holly this this week. There wasn't there wasn't an awful no. lot of her in it. She just kind of pops in with the occasional line here and yeah. there. Do you feel it's that balancing act thing, though, like we've talked about before? Because now, obviously, we've got the two main lads. You've got Kat, you've got Crichton now, and Holly. So a crew of five, well, five leads. And I know we said it, even when Norman Lovett was Holly, like Kat suffered a lot in those early seasons from, you know, not enough screen time. Um so do you, do you think it's maybe a result of that and the yeah, limitations and as well that Holly lim- is just, you know, on a screen? Yeah, there's not... They struggle to obviously come up with reasons to take Holly with them places because, you know, occasionally you would get... Like when it was Norman Lovett, he got wheeled around on a old CRTV with wheels yeah, occasionally. Yeah. Sometimes he would appear on a watch. Sometimes he would appear in Crichton's... Well, see, I don't of, know why they do the uh, wristwatch thing more often because that could be such a simple way of... You know, it's all on their wrists. She can be right there. It's yeah, yeah, it's odd. yeah. But no, uh, which is a shame because I'm really, I'm really liking Hattie's version of Holly now as well. The more I see of it, you know, I will. Yeah, to it it's a definitely lot more, come a long, so. a long way uh, since those first few episodes of series three. Definitely, they they get these um, told to to put on these shoes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which uh, metal shoes clump along in their wonderful blue screen glory when we first see them. I was like, oh, that's just sweet, isn't it? You know, they're basically <laughs> that take control of where they walk to and it, yes. it's sort of automated to take them, and then they get. And then uh, they go to the mind probe. The mind probe. <laughs> no, not the mind probe. For anyone who's not a classic Doctor Who fan, I we deeply apologise. Um, but yeah, if you are a fan, you. Honestly, when I heard that, I literally went, the mind probe. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's such a Don't wonderful like sci-fi. It's a wonderful sci-fi cliche, isn't it? That like, um, or something like that, a, a thing that probes the mind. Such a fascinating sci-fi. Or all yeah. have different names, of course. It's all oh, the mind scan or the the brain searcher or. But then you just got the mind probe. You know, that's probably the most iconic one. <laughs> so. And this is where uh, where Crichton explains that, oh, they're probably just scanning to find out if you've done anything illegal. And this is where Lister starts to get worried. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, sorry, what? What? <laughs> yeah, because he used to be, uh, used to scrump in Liverpool, as he says, back in his Yeah, I love the way he ter- sort of turns, so you know, like these like little misdemeanours that, you know, go, oh, yeah, we've all done that, you know. It could, you know, it's scrumping. Oh, stealing apples, that's hardly a crime, sir. Yeah, but me and my mates, we used to go scrumping for cars. <laughs> yeah. Slightly bigger than apples. Yeah, but... and then he mentions a hotel, and, it, and Crichton's like, oh, yeah. everybody's stolen a, a, a bathrobe like from, from a hotel. Yeah, and, yeah. and he's like, no, no, I, I stole the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he got away with that, but um, sure, yeah. Thinking of like the hotels, like they're all so narrow. How the hell do you steal a bit? Unless you like winch it out the window, but then still. But yeah, we've all... That must be a big window. That must be a huge window. But yeah, we've all we've all done little... I mean, you know, call, call the police. But I remember back in the day when Woolworths still existed. I know, I know. Still rest in peace, Woolworths. Um, you know, they used to have the pick and mix. I swear there was always like 
the under like the the things where you got them from, there was like a little tray underneath them all that was like you know if any spilled out or if you dropped mm. any. So they been there, and I, I used to take the ones from there and just have them anyway. And I always used to feel like so guilty. So I was like, I've stolen, I stole a jelly bean. I stole a one pence cola bottle. Like, Look, we've, even, we've all done that, right? You know, yeah, we've all... everyone's done that. Everyone has yeah. done that in Woolworths, and like yeah. to the point that my great grand did that in Woolworths oh, really? while we were pushing around. <laughs> there was one time. This was this was uh, many years ago. We yeah. were pushing my great grand around Woolworths in her wheelchair, and as we passed the pick and mix, my dad was pushing her. She just reached her hand in and took a chocolate. I think it was Cadbury's Roses or something. Unwrapped it and ate it there and then. Yeah. And my dad was mortified. Was like, can't, you, can't do that, Gran. What are you doing? Yeah, and yeah. Her, her simple reply was, well, you've got to taste the merchandise, haven't you? You've got to test the merchandise. That's, that's something to live by, that. I respect that immensely. God but no, it. yeah, we've. It, it did make me laugh though that whole gag, you know, like the little thing. Because yeah, as you said, we've all done little things that you know everyone's sort of done from time to time. But yeah, scrumping for cars—that's a little, that's a little bit bigger. But um, yeah, but Just I mean, it, it takes a turn though, doesn't it? Because Lister gets to walk free. He does, and he I said. wonder yeah. if this is because, as we find out later, what it's scanning partly for is the guilt about it. So maybe mm. he's just not guilty. He just doesn't yeah, feel any guilt he, about it. He owns it. it. So. He's like, yeah, I did it. That's that. Yeah. As opposed to uh, Rimmer, who has feels immense guilt for, mm. as it turns out, as we have already found out in the series. I like this callback to sort of establish continuity for causing the accident that killed the ship because he didn't yes. seal the drive plates properly when he was tasked with that task and uh-huh. wiped out the, and, and therefore the crew of, I think it's something like, as they say in this episode, 1,169, I think is the number, yeah, yeah. wiped out all because he didn't fix the drive plate. And he feels immense guilt for that. Yeah. And it actually leads into my, I mean, I'll probably say again later, but probably the funniest moment for me of the episode where, you know, obviously he's shocked. He's like, oh, I, I I've never like even returned a library book late, but second degree murder, like, I, and then he he says, "Oh, you know the death of all the people on the mining ship Red Dwarf," and he just goes, "Oh, that!" <laughs> like it's such a <laughs> such an afterthought, and I don't. It just really made me laugh because a course room would be like, you know, if he doesn't count that as murder, he's like, "Oh yeah, oh that thing, that thing that has basically spawned this entire show, yeah that." So yeah, I don't know. I just really like that. I really like that payoff. That was good. yeah. And he gets he gets sentenced to nine thousand three hundred twenty-eight years. Yeah. Um, as gets a hologram, he, can, he will survive that. But yes. you know, all of his new Lister will be dead by then. Yeah, exactly. And I love again, like who's going to pick him up? Episodes, like a few episodes ago, though, we've completely eliminated the holograms can't leave the ship trope. He just exists oh, yeah. now as as a hologram. <laughs> whatever you know <laughs> so yeah i think by this point i think we've seen it actually possibly but they haven't explained it he has right. like this little hovering hollow emitter thing so oh, i think because right, i think okay. in one episode it gets deactivated and it falls and we see that but we haven't had it explained to us by this point so right i hear you i hear you i think we're just okay. meant to assume that this is like the it's doing the same work as the cage it, did but yeah. from within him Sure, I, sure. I okay, I'll buy um, that. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So he he's 
got this long sentence and the boots take him off to his cell to uh, into mm. the justice zone. And in That's the justice it. zone, no crimes can be committed physically, literally. There's some kind of justice field which uh-huh. stops any crimes being committed. In, in fact, yeah. not only just stops them being committed, turns the repercussions of that crime back on the person trying to commit them. Exactly. He tells Lister to set the bedsheets on fire and that ends up setting him on fire. And um, what's the second thing he asks him to do? Uh, but he doesn't do it. Oh, I, um, I just love Lister's reaction though, because whatever it is, he's like, I'll do this. And there's a moment where he's about to do it and then he just goes, no. Like, he's just, it's just a really great reaction from from Craig Charles. But and then, uh, but Crichton thinks he's got a plan. to He's turned lawyer. He's got his lawyer head out. And, yeah, it uh, turns into a courtroom drama. And sadly, before we get to the drama, and I think you might have noted this as well, Crichton uses a word that is uh, very much a yikes now in 2021. Uh, I can't remember the full set. He uses the R word, basically, in a description of a... I don't know if you remember... Do you remember this happening? No, I, I may have zoned he's, out he's describe, You know, he's describing, like, the plan. He's like, here's what we're going to do yeah. about making him look inept and stuff. And oh, I, again, I can't remember okay. the full sentence of it, but he's like, oh, if I make you out like a something, something, then he says the R word. And right. it's not laboured on. It's very much part of the sentence and he carries on. But to me, you know, 2021 20, years, I was like, whoa. Because obviously that is a word now that, well, A, I don't hear very often. And when I do hear it, it's used in a very awful derogatory way, which, uh, you know, this was made in 1991, 30 years ago. Um, I mean, just out of curiosity, and I'm not not to make you feel old, um, but in in the 90s, what I mean, what obviously that word has its history, and so like I believe was it its original meaning was to refer to people who was it either like gone insane or like were inept or incapable of was that like the original Poss- I think possibly, the original but definition. I, I but I certainly by the by the early 90s uh, at the point where I was in a playground and stuff, people were using it as an insult in playgrounds. You know, it was shouted quite, I think, you know, not in any kind of like uh, bigoted way, but just in a kind of, it's one of those words in a similar way that again, back in the nineties and now we would cringe at people, you know, called each other gay as a a kind of like, Oh, that's so gay. that's you know, so gay, or yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And, and now, yeah. you know, that's something quite rightly we would cringe at. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but again, in the nineties, I think it was just more used more freely, and people hadn't quite realised the how that might make people feel who the the term might sort of more generally have sure. been used against. If you see what I mean. Yeah. No. 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 Of course. So, yeah. I just think, like, you know, I think. In this case, it's one of those where if they made this episode now, they'd probably never get away with. Well, I don't, no, I don't think they would, you know, because it doesn't really serve. Yeah, I, I don't think they really would. They would use the a joke. different word, I think. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. It just it really made, you know, it perked my ears and I was like, whoa, OK, because I'm not, you know, I don't hear that word that much these days. But um, you're very much right. I mean, I think by the time I was in school and like the early two, people were definitely still using like the gay thing, like you said. Like, mm. sadly, that was still very, very prevalent then. But I, I must admit, I never really heard the R word in school. I think maybe by then it had been, you know, thankfully sort of removed from like the territory of like school playground insults. But 
Yeah. No, I just, I just, you know, I, I, it was those moments, like we said before, with like certain themes or scenes. It's like, we have to remember this was made a very long time ago and doesn't necessarily conform to the standards we have today. Um, yeah. 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 And yeah. the, the case he makes for Rimmer to be found not guilty of this is basically that he should never have been given the duty of giving a drive, fixing the drive plate in the first place. Because yes. he he's a vending machine repairman, basically. That's what his main duties consist of. I mean, he's of. not wrong. If you watch no. the first episode, he's not exactly wrong. That is what his duties mostly consisted of. And that is the sort of level of ability that he had. He was in, you know, arguably he had reached his peak of ability yeah. in his job and should never have been given what, what the task. Was it? Se- was it second technician, third technician? Second like technician, yeah. Second uh, technician. Lister was it. third technician, Lister which I thought third, he was going to say when, when he came up to the stand and was like, what's your job? And he, yeah. he j- instead he just said bum. <laughs> bum, <laughs> which did make me laugh again, to be fair. But yeah. No. Which, I guess, then, yeah, which I guess tracks with like, because Rimmer is still very much like, oh no, I am, I, I'm, I'm, there's a hierarchy on this ship and I am oh, still Oh God, there. yeah. He's, Whereas yeah. I don't think, like Lister considers himself part of like an official crew anymore where yeah, like for the yeah. for the Jupiter Mining Corporation anymore whereas Rimmer probably still does yeah oh god yeah I think Lister's completely given up on because like season the... one and two Lister would still occasionally wear his uniform he'd still wear the shirt bit of the uniform very messy yeah. but he'd still wear it now he's yeah. just like nah that that, that yeah, was three million years ago scrap we that not, yeah. we don't work for them anymore exactly because they're all dead <laughs> yeah but um, when when the trial begins, it loved the loved the zebra theming of the room. By the way, I don't know if you noticed. All very the psychedelic. Like, very psychedelic. Um, Rimmer is Arnold Judas Rimmer, and I w- I was going to ask you, have we had his middle name before? I think we have. I think was it's it Judas? come up before. Yeah. I'm oh, it, sure so it's it always. I think it's, it's not one of those like sitcom tropes where you know the middle name always changes or. No, I think it, I can't remember when it was first um stated but oh. i'm pretty sure we've had it in a previous episode yeah i just heard it and i was like i think i was like have we heard that before and i couldn't pinpoint whether it was judas or whether it was whether it was something else but i mean no yeah, it, yeah it is judas which fits judas. with his character uh, very well. <laughs> absolutely fits with his character and then yeah we just get this whole one uh one big trial scene i suppose don't we um, yeah it's just yeah. it's just basically a list of reasons why Rimmer is inept and not very good at his job. Yeah, which he hates and visibly hates and wants to, well, continually ejects. But on the whole, what did you think of that whole trial sequence thing? Because it does take up, I guess, the ma- the vast majority of the uh, like last chunk of the episode, I suppose, or, or veering on it. Yeah, I I to, I enjoyed it. it in for the most part it it probably got the best stuff from uh, actually i'd say from the bit where they have the mind probe to mm. the end of the trial is probably the most uh, enjoyable section of the episode for me sure it was you sure. know had the most the lines i enjoyed the most the character reactions i enjoyed the most and the acting i enjoyed the most from like lister in that uh mind probe scene was really good Crichton. Mm. Uh, come you know has some good stuff in this one as he's you know basically insulting rimmer rimmer has his reactions to what Crichton is saying about him and the fact that you know he's objecting to his own defense counsel 
because he doesn't yeah. like what's being said about him, even though it's going to help him get off. Yeah. All of that stuff was really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. What about you? No, yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it for the most part for the, you know, being the guy who thinks scenes go on for too long. I thought this one wasn't too bad. Um, I like the interjections from the others as well. I thought a lot of Crichton's dialogue was really good. Uh, just like really laying into, into one of my favorite lines from it was when he said uh, he he puts name labels on the uh, ship issued condoms because that's just such a random thing to to issue. Um, and I know he's saying it obviously to further the cause, but yeah, it just really made me giggle because I was like, came out of nowhere. Um, that's something that's been mentioned before as well. That has, has it? that really? has been mentioned in a pre. I can't remember. Might have been a season series one or two episode where he mentioned. So I think Lister mentions that he puts yeah. name labels. Talk in about his, a in deep talk about a deep cut to bring back. But yeah, I just Red Dwarf does this though. Like obviously, there's there's always like some jokes that have like a double entendre or you know have like a sexual me. But then every now and then they'll come up with these explicitly like references to sex or she- sexual things and. They're not bad, but it just makes me laugh because they literally bring him in out of nowhere. Like Kat's joke we said earlier, you know, about making men wet and then this thing about condoms. And it's like, where, where is this coming from? And again, it's not well, bad. You know, it just makes me are, laugh that they appear. They're a group of uh, sexually deprived <laughs> men on, on three million years into deep Sadly, space. It's probably yes. going to come up on in their heads quite a lot, <laughs> isn't it? In more than one occasion, yeah. It's going to be yeah, on their brain. What, yeah, it doesn't feel like senseless you know i'm not saying that like it does it is funny it just makes me laugh how literally see you'll have a conversation and out of nowhere there's just a joke about it and you're like oh, okay but no it's good yeah and so he gets off he, mm-hmm. he, he's he does. found not guilty by means of the fact that he should never have been given the task in the first place and yep. they they head back to starbug where they find they do. that the uh, stasis pod has opened and is. the simulant inside which is not an android very different <laughs> not an um android. mainly the difference is that the simulants want to kill you exactly and will rip your head off i think is the words that uh rip your head from your body is the words that Crichton uses yeah i just want to say before the simulant appears you get the most on the nose bit about the justice system bar the end which we'll get to um where they've just come out and Rimmer says, you know, wow, Crichton, the way the way you twisted the facts to, you know, that and I just thought that is <laughs> that is a perfect satire, but a very on the nose comment about the justice system, I think, you know, because that that's that line is literally, you know, always leveled, isn't it? It's like, oh, you know, they twisted the facts to fit the fit the narrative or whatever. So, yeah, yeah I didn't. It wasn't but of course, a problem, here but I suppose like... the joke is that that he wasn't twisting any facts. He's, it's Rimmer wants to make out that he was yeah, twisting the facts. That's why it, it was yeah. a, he was actually being completely accurate about him being an even yeah. inept and not very good at his job. And yeah, it worked in both ways for me. I think yeah, you're right. It did get that that satire that it, he didn't twist it. But even just hearing the line, I was like, wow, we're really bopping it on the nose there. Like that's the justice system. <laughs> so, but there is more at the end. But we'll get to that. But yes, the simulant is a. Uh, after them and but based on movie parodies again um this sort of felt like a weird blend between the red eye just reminded me of the terminator because i think that's so drilled in my skull at this point um yeah but and he does kind of have that kind of half has half his face is human half his face is kind of metal which is like the terminator after he's had half of the skin taken off 
And, you know, this was 1991. Terminator 2 came out the same year. So, you know, maybe, maybe. But, um, yeah, there's just there's been a lot of, like, sci-fi homages as of recent. Or it feels like there has, anyway. Like, there's a whole... The whole scene where the simulant wants to talk with uh, Lister. Um, that whole setup felt very much like another movie, but I couldn't... Pin- you know, and he's, you know, when they arrive and the shots of, like, their boots on the gantry. Oh, yeah. Like, Hel- you know, they're like, hello, hello. It's like, you want to talk? Oh, no, it's like, you got any weapons? No. Do you, do you know what I mean? That yeah. standoff thing. It felt like another movie, and it's probably not. It's probably just more like a genre of, like, you know, the whole Western standoff or whatever, but... After we had, what was it last week? We had sort of like a like the RoboCop thing, and we've had Alien before. Part of me felt in my head, I was like, "Are we are we doing another parody?" And the way it was shot as well, you know what I mean? It was, the way shot, it was shot. It was but... kind of very cinematic. I think they were definitely going for a kind of let's make this feel like it's a tense cinematic moment thing. So I think it might have been yeah. more of a general let's make it feel cinematic rather than homaging let's... a specific yeah. film. Mm. But it worked. It looked great, and um, I, I wrote as well. We're having a lot more like action set pieces this season, aren't we? There's a lot. There's been a lot of these, uh, I guess, yeah. big action like chases or gunfights or whatever you want to call them. Compared to like, especially series one and two, where I don't think we had, I don't think we had any of that, did we? No, like no. I, well, well, I've I've said this before. It's, this is kind of like the action comedy era, the action adventure comedy era of the show. Sure. Whereas the first two series were much more. Uh, sort of character drama comedy, uh, yeah, sitcom comedy. A lot this more self-contained more... as well. For yeah, the most part. Like... partly that was budgetary, of but course, you know yeah. now they've got a bigger budget, they can go and do more things, get you know, create monsters and creatures and things. So that's there's there's partly that, but I think they also yeah. just wanted to change the the sort of tone of it as well. Um, sure, yeah, and they and they've certainly done that. Absolutely. Um, uh, the res the resolution to this all well go on phil T- how how do they beat the simulant well i see here's the thing i thought they were doing this deliberately but it turned but it like when they first went because they, they go into the justice zone and i thought ah okay they're being clever but of course i mean it's the red dwarf group they're not really <laughs> being clever they they yeah. didn't have a clue it's just pure coincidence because uh, they they're surprised when uh they Lister goes out to face him after he's thrown away his weapons and said, we want to talk. And he, yeah. the simulant has double crossed them, of course, and brought a weapon. At, yes. Incidentally, so is Lister, but the simulant has brought two and his weapon is better because it's a gun. And he shoots him. But of course, they're in the justice zone. So any crime doubles back on him. And so he, the simulant gets shot because he fired the gun. Yes. And Lister is surprised initially at that. So I was, so... I I thought initially that they had done this deliberately, but obviously they hadn't. It was just, it was just you know yeah. luck on their part, and uh, and so he keeps on trying to attack him, and he the things keep on having happening to him. I did quite like the fact that then Lister comes over and is like, "Here, why don't you try hitting me with this?" Yes, yeah, <laughs> and so or he like does strangling him and things yeah. like that. Yeah, and he's like, and he just he's the at being a computer android thing he's like does not compute and um yeah Classic. no i yeah. i think it yeah it was a good scene worked quite well yeah i i, I liked it i, f- I felt i don't know what you think of this i felt maybe it would have been more of like a pleasant sub- like because oh, obviously the main revelation is that they are as say in the justice zone and like that whatever they inflict will happen to them 
I, do you think it would have worked better if we didn't have that short snippet where they enter and the voice says, you are now entering? Because as soon as they said that, I'd remembered it from earlier. So I thought, right, okay, well, now anything that happens here is going to... Yeah, you know I mean? it was I a little of, bit obvious, I suppose, what was going to happen at that point. Yeah, so do you feel a bit better if that across. wasn't there, if they just had that confrontation? Yeah, maybe, and... but they'd already... They'd have to have then not... Because earlier on, they established that when you enter it, that the voice happens. You are now entering the Justice Zone. They'd have had to have true, not had true. it earlier as well, which may have caused problems with with establishing what it was in the first place. So, I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I liked it, though. Like, that whole resolution and, like, the... And, and Cat, of course, which made me laugh, you know. The, it's when he, he hit, you know, he hits him with the spade and then he's smiling like he's done it and then he just collapses. Great slapstick, great slapstick. Yeah, because he hasn't realised they're in the just the, the, the consequences of the justice zone either and he sort no of idea. runs in at the last minute incidentally when the guy's already defeated <laughs> so he's just yeah. like clearly he was like waiting there not wanting to get involved and then he's like oh i can now look brave and run yeah. on and hit hit him around the head yeah but of course then it, it, it doubles and back it on cat fires and then we get pro the the biggest quick monologue about the justice system in the world yeah this was um, so weird uh, yeah, just <laughs> coming was... coming from lister as well it's like what this is a rambling monologue about how the justice system, you know, is is and well, how it works and how it, you know, when you think about it, it was all very philosophical. And yeah. uh, before uh, he falls in a hole. Yeah. And then he just falls in a hole. And I, I wasn't quite sure what the hole falling in the hole was about. Yeah. I mean, that the whole ending, like, I mean, we've established many a time that Red Dwarf loves a quick ending. It loves nothing more than to wrap it up and then be like, right, that's it. We're done. See you later. But yeah, this just, the whole, the justice monologue and then the comedic, I'd, I mean, it's I It's like they were trying saying. to cramp because they, 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 they sometimes do, you know, have like a philosophical or a, you know, moral quandary point running through an episode. I kind of didn't feel that they were really addressing anything in this episode. And, no. And then they, it's like they suddenly went at the end, you know, we haven't done anything. You haven't addressed anything from a like a moral quandary point of view. Let's cram it all into two minutes of quick or even less, 30 seconds yeah, of Lister I, rambling something off. And I think from memory, I don't know if you agree, this this feels like the most blatant we're doing a message now so far in this. Because, again, this literally comes out of, obviously, justice has been the theme. But the notion of talking about this is, has come out of nowhere. And it's just like Lister's just going off. Like No one else is interacting. Like It's just Lister going on about it before he falls in a hole and then he falls like, in a hole and they're like they shut the the thing on him and then like so it's like, oh thank god we've shut him up basically so it's kind of i don't know what the point of it was it's like no. if the writers wanted the message in there why undermine it with that joke about shutting exactly him up? because then it just feels like well that whole last minute was just pointless then because he's falling in a hole we're just going to shut him in and pretend the whole thing never happened sort of thing so it's like well yeah. why why do it then like it and just, it wasn't it, it, if it had been done for a funny joke at the end that would might yeah that would have been okay too but I I didn't I just didn't find it just him falling yeah, it in was, a hole and them shutting the thing particularly funny <laughs> it wasn't a very good ending no. pretty much um you could have honestly ended it with the cat and the spade I thought yeah I th that would you know, have been think... a sudden ending but it would have been one that worked yeah because uh, yeah and like you say sometimes they do address things but even though this was about the justice system. I think because they they hadn't really ran it through that message, I guess maybe you know more prominently throughout the episode, 
Um, or at least not to the extent that Lister does at the end. Um, yeah, I think I would have rather it just ended with the whole cat gag rather than a very quick, speedy one-minute ramble about justice before falling in a hole and being shut there. So, yeah, not not one of my favourite Red Dwarf endings, I've got to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of, of, of what happened in the episode. As always on this podcast, we have a couple of regular things that we do. We, we do. talk about we do, we do, we do. Uh, what... Our, who our favourite character was in the episode. Did you have a favourite character this episode? It took me a while to decide, you know. Normally I can, like, say straight off the bat, but um, like we sort of talked about, the energies, at least for the first half, were a bit lower, so I think that made it a bit more difficult. But um, towards the end, uh, do you know what? I cut For a fourth week in a row, I'm going to give it to Crichton. Uh, that oh. trial scene... That trial scene and his delivery... Because that, that's a long scene, you know, to get as for an actor to hold the energy, hold the vibe of it. I respected it a lot and I found it really funny. Yeah, I just didn't, I didn't really find the others as... Cat would probably be a close second with some of the gags. Uh, but yeah, the uh, Rister... Uh, Rister, I keep doing that. Rimmer and Lister. No, just... That's they, their ship name, Rister. That's the, oh, is it? Oh, boy, I'm <laughs> I don't know. The... I, I don't know if it actually is, but I'm, I'm now oh, declaring... It probably that be, is. That be their ship name, Rister. Oh, just... It'll either be Rister or Limmer. And I don't know what Ooh, I don't yeah. like more. Limmer um, has some, I don't know, the way that rolls sound, off the tongue sounds yeah, dirtier. Yeah. Sounds dirtier. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm going to give it to Crichton. By a whisker. Ha, huh, cat. I oh, just thought of that. Yeah, not by much, but yeah, I'll give it to Crichton again for the fourth week in a row. It might be interesting. I might, once we finish series four, I might go through all the old episodes and tot up, like, who yeah, we've given it tally. most to. Yeah. And, and maybe I'll make a graphic for the uh, Twitter account to go follow us at, yeah, at cool. All Dead Dave Pod. Yes, um, please do. Uh, and see who, because given how many times we've given it to Crichton recently, I have a suspicion Crichton may be in the lead now as favourite He might be. He might possibly. be. Yeah, he certainly, what about uh, you though, Phil? Who contender. clinched it for you? I'm not giving it to Crichton. To be honest, it, it was a fairly even keel between three of the main characters this week. I think okay. Crichton, Rimmer, while during the trial scene, his reactions were quite good. I like those. But I'm going to give it to Lister, um, okay. mainly because of the, the mind probe bit, uh, which we'll come to in a minute because it is my fav- probably my favourite moment of the, uh, okay. of the episode. Yeah. Uh, and also that bit at the end where he's dealing with the, the simulants and yeah. the oh, okay. justice enough. zone bit. Yeah, I just think I th- to be honest, I'm not massively enthusiastic about it this week. Okay. In terms yeah, of no, picking a yeah. main character, there was nobody that massively stood out to me. Yeah. But no one liked Sean I, this week. There no. wasn't like a clear winner this week. Yeah. No. So I'm gonna I'm just I'm gonna give it to Lister, but it's there's not that much in it. No. Okay. Well, what about what about your uh, uh well your funniest moment? You're alluding to the mind probe. Yeah, section. I just liked Lister's reaction in this scene. The way he sort of and he utilized pauses really well as well. Kind of like shocked mm. pauses in the kind of like as you could kind of see his brain ticking over. It's like, oh, oh shit, yeah. Yeah. I might be in trouble here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. And and I just think it, it kind of it just worked really well and, and I found it funny. Oh good. Good. Good stuff. Well, I mean, I'll pair with you that mine is also from the mind probe section, but I've already mentioned it. It's the bit with Rimmer, the, the realization that it's a red door. Oh that. 
Like just so throwaway. It, it really makes it's that sort of gallows humor that I I really find funny. Um, it's interesting that we've both got both not only both from the same scene. They are different characters, but they're both moments of like a character going, "Oh yeah." <laughs> oh yeah yeah and uh, polar opposites you know lister being like oh god like the the horror the fear and then, and then uh sorry yeah listers and then rimmer just being very nonchalant oh that you know oh yeah that the death of a thousand oh yeah oh that yeah which yeah. is very much in character like you know of course if, if he did return a library book late he'd be mortified but oh yeah a thousand people oh yeah oh yeah forgot about that <laughs> but no that was it for me yeah and so how many, for this episode, how many scutters out of 10 would you give this episode? Oh, well, I know last week, it was quite low last week, wasn't it, for me? Or it was either a 6 or a 6.5, I think, or maybe a 7. I don't know. I can't I remember. Can't remember. <laughs> a week ago, I've pushed well, that information out of my brain already. It is I will remember it when one. I come to edit it in about three weeks' time. That's fair. Well, it is going to be a lower. Uh, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Very good. Yeah, um, as we said, first half jokes didn't really work on the whole for me. Um, the ending, as we've talked about, not really, not really sold on the ending. I, I think the phrase I didn't really feel earned that whole, you know, let's have a philosophical discussion. Don't know, just didn't feel like, didn't feel like they earned it. Um, yeah, some of the jokes, little, little things, were, like I said about like the whole revealing they're in the justice zone i do acknowledge what you said though about you know they had to acknowledge that based on what had come before um yeah just a, a lot of things added up really so yeah i just i came away being like mm, that's not one i'd revisit or maybe necessarily even remember you know a few months down the line um so yeah shame to give it yeah. a six but that's that's what i'm that's what i'm sticking with but what about you phil you a bit you a bit higher a bit lower or the same I'm an, I am exactly the same. I think this is the Are first you? time we've ah. had exactly the same score for a while, in fact. Because yeah, uh, we went for a run right at the beginning of the pod where we seem to have <laughs> the same the same, yeah. same score every week. And then but yeah. since then we've we've deviated We've diversified. Deviated, not yeah. by much, sometimes only by half a point. But this mm. is the yes, uh, first time for a while we've had exactly the same score. I'm giving it six out of ten. The, there was some nice stuff in the middle. I like mm -hmm. I like as I said, I like the trial scene, I like the mind probe scene. I think everything else, either side of it, doesn't quite work. There was a little no. bit of low energy. There was, like you say, the jokes don't always land, mm -hmm. um, especially, and that ending is really weird, and yeah. it's not funny. The, yeah. the philosophical <laughs> point was yeah. kind of undermined anyway. I just don't yeah. get the point of it. Don't get the point of the ending uh, at all. So... Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. It's not my lowest score I've given, but it's uh, definitely not the highest either. So. Yeah. I think it's still body swap, isn't it? For both yeah. of us, I think. It's body swap is, body is swap. the low point of the series so far. Um, uh, hey, let us know in the comments, up until this point in the show, what is your favourite and least favourite episode yes, of the series? Is body do. swap? Are we, are we alone in this? Because it wasn't just us two. Uh, our guest, a reviewer yes, of, that, true. of that uh, episode, Billy... He also thinks it's the worst episode of this sort of early years. So yeah. are we... Well, we'll see if it stands, eh? Because we've got many, many, many more episodes to uh, we do. sift through. So, yeah. but hey, it might stay there, it might not. Before we go, if you don't mind, Phil, I'd love to do one of our occasionally featuring segments, which is um, what would Dave Lister do? Indeed. Um, yes, we haven't done one Dave in scenarios. Because I just realised, for, for the dear listener, the day we're recording this is June the 21st, which, of course, 
was for a long time the prospective, uh, as the papers called it, Freedom Day. Uh, you know, and UK restrictions from the pandemic ended. That hasn't happened. Uh, but it made me think, say, you know, restrictions end. What do you think Dave Lister would do as the very first thing? He wakes up, turns on the telly. Hey, guys, restriction. The pandemic is basically over. What do you think he'd do first? Uh, what would Dave Lister do first? He would probably go and get a curry. <laughs> yeah, Vindaloo. Uh, and then head to the <laughs> pub, I guess. Yeah, probably and get probably, absolutely smashed. Probably, yeah, probably so, get if he was you know at home with his mates to get Peterson, get him down yeah, the pub. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I think similar, but I also think what's that sport he likes? Like space hockey or space hockey? Yeah, something is it space like that. hockey? I think something it's something like that. that. I reckon he'd he'd go out. I'd say <coughs> get drunk, have a curry, and then end up streaking across the space hockey pitch if that's even possible. I feel he'd be one of those fans. Not the, not the rude, horrible fans, but like you know, the the fans who are a bit silly and like to do daft things like that. I feel he'd be one of them, definitely. So, yeah, can you streak across a space hockey pitch? Well, that's why I said, if possible. I don't I, know what the parameters I, of the game are. But... I'm, space hockey. I'm imagining it's played in space. <laughs> in space. So you might yeah. you might have to at least wear a space helmet of some kind to the. Oh yeah, just keep the air in. You know. Ah. Uh, yeah. uh, and you might, rather than running, have to float past. Glide. Glide. Yeah, <laughs> Which might glide make it even street. worse for those who are, like, filming the game or whatever. <laughs> yes, completely zero G. Everything floating everywhere. Yeah, everything floating everywhere. No, no, I just thought we'd, I'd throw that in just because I thought that'd be an interesting to... Yeah, we haven't done one for a while, have we? We haven't, that no, and... I, I've noticed we haven't done it for a while as our episodes have sort of stretched and become longer. And we've basically just gone, oh, we've already been recording for almost an hour. We don't really have time for that. <laughs> yeah, no, I just it literally popped in my head as we were talking. So I thought well, if yeah. I say it now before it goes away. So, definitely, yeah. definitely. It's always good to, to get it back. If you've got any ideas of things we can propose, uh, what would Dave Lister do in any situation? Then let us know what situations should we ponder that Dave Lister could be in. Yes. Uh, either topical or not. Why not? You know, we like to go <laughs> topical, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, I think that's I think that's everything, isn't it? You got anything else to yes. say about the episode before we go? No, just uh, you know, sadly a bit a bit underwhelming this week around. Uh, some good stuff, like you said. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, just um, not one of the best. Yeah, I mean every se- every series has to have at least. You know, one I suppose that isn't the greatest. Last last series, it was body swap. This series, yeah, Ho- Hopefully, this is the lowest point it goes. Hopefully, we've got three more left, so we'll we do. See. That is true. We will see. Um, as usual, please do check us out on Twitter at all Dave. No, wait, all dead Dave Pod. <laughs> Get this right. That's the um, one. That's the all one. dead Dave Pod. And where can they find you on Twitter and the internet? Oh, on the interwebs. Um, well, on YouTube, just Adam Martin with a Y. Just type that in. I should pop up. I make videos on uh, Doctor Who and, and a range of other things that I like, really. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, check it out. There's probably something you'll like. And if you want to keep up to date with me on the other social medias, just uh, Twitter mainly, Adam Martin AMTV. Uh, come check out my daily ramblings. Do a few giveaways every now and then as well. Completely free, free to enter. 
Um, so yeah, if you want to be in the chance with winning some usually Doctor Who stuff, then check that out too. But yeah, you've got one. Me. Of the, oh, I was going to say you've got one at the moment, but we record it, this four weeks in advance. That, yeah, yeah, that's at the not time of work. recording. You won't be able to enter this one, but who knows? By the time this comes out, there may be another one. At the time, who knows? But um, yeah, no, I, I do them every now and then. Maybe about you know one a month, maybe two a month. Just um, yeah, just because. It's, it's nice to win something, isn't it? It's a, I love nice winning win stuff, something. although yeah. I, I technically I have entered because I, I have retweeted your tweets. But I suppose you probably shouldn't let me win because, you know, there will be accusations of bias. <laughs> there will be. Uh, so well, no, I mean, if, for anyone, don't, it's chosen completely at random. I put all the names in a like randomizer wheel on one of those websites. I let it spin and the wheel decides it's not it's not on me. So there you go. <laughs> there we go. What about you, you, Phil? Where you, can they find you? You can find me on YouTube mostly, which is just my name, Philip Hawkins. Uh, I cover Doctor Who and other pop culture like the MCU, Star Trek. Uh, obviously, this Red Dwarf podcast is on there and all sorts of things. You might be on there already listening to this, but if you're on another podcast platform, do go check that out. Um, and on Twitter, I, I will give this. I occasionally say I'm not going to give this because I keep meaning to change it, but then I never <laughs> do because... I this is the other get around sequence of the show. So I thought, I'm going to change it. But... I'm going to change it. <laughs> One day I will just randomly change it. But currently it is I-U-D-E-X underscore Phil. That is my current Twitter handle. And it's just me in front of some titles. And I talk again mostly about Doctor Who and other pop culture stuff. So go find me on there as well if you uh, would be so kind. And don't if you are on YouTube please do consider hitting subscribe, like, share, all that jazz. Mm -hmm. So that's another episode wrapped. We'll be back next week for the... What episode are we on? I've forgotten already. Is it episode four uh, episode next week? Four. Episode yes, four of right. series four next week. I wish well. I'd looked up what it was called, but <laughs> I have not. So um, just whatever it's called, we'll see whatever you Whatever it's called. See you later. Bye. Bye.